This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Like, how do you do this with COVID and... How do you um, how do you leave? How do you step aside? Um, and I'm not a good writer, um, and I'm thinking, you know what? I, and Doug, no offense, but man, the zoom angle on my face for the last two years has driven me crazy. Um, so I don't want that to be like a lasting, indelible impression on anyone. And fortunately, I think we managed to come up with a, um, a good setup here. Um, just with, uh, with the space um, and everything that we've been through, we collectively, all of us, with, with COVID and, and managing to go about uh, our business. Um, last week, I had a great visit, a tough visit, with Mickey Loomis and Mrs. Benson and Dennis Lausha um, relative to just looking ahead um, with, with what I want to do and Mickey and I now we're 16 years. And so I, I think that that was challenging just because of our friendship more than our professional relationship. And then Mrs. B was awesome. You know, uh, <laughs> I love this about her. She said, well, go away for two or three months and come back in training camp and we'll be ready to go. And I thought that sounded pretty good, actually. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that she, she told me to spend some time away and give this some thought um, because it is a, a big decision and it, and it certainly affects a lot of people. Um, you know, it's not often you as a coach have that opportunity to possibly leave. And it was something that certainly I hadn't really thought about over the years. You know, we coach, we coach, we coach, and at some point they tell you to leave. And, and as difficult as being fired is, it sure seems easier to thank everyone and move on your merry way. But this, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to hit everything and I'm gonna ask or answer every question until you guys are done answering. So I'm sorry if this takes a while, but um, yeah, we're not in any hurry. Um, so I like watching Netflix. I like watching TV shows. I think you guys do as well. And it's Mardi Gras season and I'm a kind of a Ted Lasso fan. And I do have a regret, um, 15 seasons, 16 years here. And I've got like the best female owner in the world of sports. And, you know, we don't do biscuits here in New Orleans, but we do um, king cake. So where's Mrs. B?
I also have like a hundred of them for the media and everyone else that's here um, to kind of uh, celebrate the Mardi Gras season. Um, I want to start uh, and bounce around here, but I want to start with a, a series of thank yous. It's important. Um, and so thank you, Mrs. Benson, for, man, for being um, no better, there could be no better owner for me to have uh, worked for, uh, starting with your late husband, Mr. B, Tom Benson. Um, when I was sitting around last night thinking about how I wanted this to unfold, I, you know, I Google search Breeze, and it's like, ah, I hate following Breeze. <laughs> and he brought up some of the same stories. You know, Mr. B was, was always one of those guys that for every, every meeting I had with him, it was never football related. It was always about um, some other than football. And he, he had a dish of Tootsie Rolls and Hershey Kisses. I'd go in there, we'd talk about um, family, we'd talk about anything uh, other than the Saints, and I miss him. And, I, and, and realize the time and the timing of me coming here back in 2006 was perfect. And obviously us having some early success worked out. Um, but I wish he was here, and Mrs. B, you, 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 you've been fantastic um, carrying on uh, everything about his legacy, and, and I know he would be extremely proud and is extremely proud. So he's not here right now, but he is, and, and so I thank the, the two of you for being, um, for being great owners, and I mean that beyond just being owners. I, I thought about this. I can't think of one time the answer was no. Now, it might be like, oh, we're trying to do something and we don't have enough time to remodel. And so it might have been time driven, but the answer was never no. And look, that's easy when Mickey has the credit card and, I'm, I, and I've got the wish list. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Dennis Lausch, our president and a good friend um, for, for people talk about culture and like, what's the secret teams right now, eight teams, nine teams, they're all searching for the right culture that everyone wants to know how, um, and it's very difficult. And yet if I was writing a book, I'd say it's also very simple. The alignment of ownership, your club president, your general manager, your head coach, right through your roster, that sounds easy. Um, but like any relationship, they require work, right? I mean, it requires time and energy. It requires a similar, uh, a similar goal. It requires us all to kind of like lay down our arms and our egos for the, for the best of the team. And if we ask that of our players, then certainly we have to ask that of our organization. So it's sometimes I was fortunate at a young age to really be around some special coaches. My high school coach, um, man, my college coach. Uh, and then in, in this league, you know, you, you sometimes get jobs and you're, you're, 
it's, it's coincidence. Sometimes it's good fortune. Sometimes it's not good fortune. But those, um, those roots for me or those bloodlines for me, as I look back on it, were extremely, extremely important. And, and I just met with our staff and I told our young coaches, man, have your feet grounded in, you know, in the job you have. And these things, these, good, these things that you want very fast will happen, but they may not happen in, in the timing that you want them. But the point I'm making about Dennis is it's like, the, it's like a good baseball team right up the middle from the catcher to the pitcher to the infield to the outfield. We, we were always in concert. It didn't mean we always agreed, but we were always in concert. And, and for a first-time head coach 16 years ago, that was... Um, that was important and more important now that I look back on it than, than I ever realized. And so I thank you and, and appreciate you. We had, man, we had a lot of trips. We had fun trips, crazy trips where we're, the, the very first year before we drafted Reggie Bush, we were out selling tickets and listening to 80s music and trying to figure out who knew the words. And, and then when we drafted Reggie Bush, we sold out. And I'm like, thank God we don't have to go on those like, <laughs> those freaking ticket Ticket bandwagon drives. We've been sold out ever since. Um, Mickey Loomis, um, a, a dear friend. I would say more importantly, a friend, just as importantly, my general manager, and just as importantly, the person that gave me this opportunity. Um, you know, he took a chance on a first-time head coach, and you guys know kind of the, the batting average and the challenges for, for these positions, they're hard. Every year we're, we're reminded of that. And, and I've written about this, I've spoken about it, and look, I had just interviewed in Green Bay with the late Ted Thompson. Um, man, I thought I had a great interview, and when I landed here, it was right after Katrina uh, in January, and, and many of you remember that, and I just thought, when I met Mickey, I thought, man, I like this guy. He's got, like, he's got a heck of a task ahead of him. Um, and I kept looking at my flip phone at the time, waiting for that Green Bay area code to come in. And I got the message that evening that they had gone in a different direction. And I remember just throwing the phone into the pillow and thinking, holy cow. And, um, and it was the best thing that happened. And sometimes... Again, you, you don't have any control over that. And so he, he, um, he, took, he trusted his gut. And beyond just hiring me, I can't think, we've had disagreements multiple times, and yet we've always been in concert. And so, like, one of my biggest not concerns, but one of my biggest second thoughts was, man, I don't, I don't want to um, not be around this really, really good friend of mine. And so, God, this, and so that's, that's not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm actually moving into another property here locally and, and, but, but more than my general manager, more than the person that hired me, more than all of those things is, I would say, my, you know, one of my best friends. And, and I appreciate that.
I appreciate that. I mean, I could give you a thousand stories that would be interesting because our personalities are so different. Like he walks slow, it bothers me. I want him to pick it up. Um, when you make a decision like this, you spend time with your loved ones, you spend time with your family. I've got you know, a daughter who's out west in, in media trying to become what many of you are and a son who's in college. Um, a wife, Skylene, who, who uh, we've been together for many years, 10 years, and got married last June. And I've confided in, in those guys quite a bit and, and talked um, about these decisions quite a bit. And, um, and I appreciate them. And they've been extremely just good listeners because ultimately, like, we all, we all want happiness for our, our friends. We want happiness and health for our, our friends and family. Those are the, the two things I think about maybe as I've grown older. If, if, if your children are happy and healthy, then you're blessed, I think. And so I feel like there's been a very um, steady listening group here and um yeah without any without any angle relative to hey what is it that you're looking for because honestly as i sit here today and and this is okay um i don't know what's next and look i i i, I read the reports and i understand i've not spoken to anyone from a media outlet relative to doing television or radio. Maybe, maybe that opportunity arises, but every time I read something that says, like, he's in line for this job, I, I'll call my agent, Don, and I'll say, Don, did you hear something? Because I have not heard anything. And that's okay. Um, I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd be pretty good at it. But so stepping stepping outside like in the cold weather today and being a little uncomfortable professionally or, or from a career standpoint is okay. Um, I don't like the word retirement. Mr. B didn't like it either. He always said, you know, retirement's overrated. We get sold this whole image of retirement by these investment groups on TV and golf courses and retirement. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I'm, I still have a vision for, for doing things in football. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that might be coaching again at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. It's not at all. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to thank the media. <laughs> and and, I, and, and I'm, I feel this way. And I don't want you to nod your heads in agreement. You can tell me later. But when you come in as a young coach, you make a lot of mistakes. Like, because you're trying to do everything you think you need to do. And it's not until you get older and more experienced that you, you realize the more important things are this and not that. And hopefully, in my latter years, you, you guys have found me very accessible, very friendly. Um, very open and and um, and maybe eager to please, or at least accessible, and that's what the Jenny's ice cream for is for every off season and Christmas time. So, um, but I do appreciate your jobs, and I recognize, especially in the last two years, how difficult those have been. You know, people don't understand when all of a sudden you practice inside, and with the the COVID restrictions the relationships that many of you have with our players, with our, it's hard to do those jobs um, effectively as you might like. I mean, when's the last time you've been able to go into a locker room after a game? And we, we kind of miss that really. Uh, I do, honestly, and in, in going into the presser after a game and looking at a laptop. Um, and so I appreciate every one of you. Um, I, I think, and I've worked in a lot of places, uh, I've been in New York, I've been in Philadelphia, I've been in Dallas, those, those are big media markets. But I, I, I appreciate um, the relationships and the manner in which you guys have, have done your jobs. And, um, and I mean that, and, and probably knowing what I knew now, I probably handled my first five, six, seven years differently relative to the media where you know, where, where you come in and you, you just don't know enough yet. But, but thank you. And, um, and again, uh, I'm going to see many of you for, for years to come. Um, I want to thank the city and, and the fan base. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of 2006 and, and maybe the early journey. But I don't think any of us when we started, certainly I didn't when I started, understood the dynamics and what took place post-Katrina with that 06 season that I thought, and I would argue was every bit as important as any other season that we've had here relative to where the city was. And it became much more, much, much bigger than, than football. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but this fan base is, has been amazing. And 
you do this and you travel to cities and you see other venues. This is by far one of the, one of the, the most difficult places to play. And, and unfortunately, we didn't win enough home games this year. But man, you, the, the, the fans are something else. Um, it's, it's not a wine and cheese crowd. You know, people make decisions to buy season tickets here. That, that, that goes into, you know, their budget relative to what, what other things they're choosing to do. We appreciate all of that. Um, I, can, I, can rec I have a really good memory and can, and can remember back in 06 when, when we drafted Reggie Bush and we, we drafted the rest of that class and the excitement level. Um, I don't have a, a history. I've met, now Tulane Stadium, Jeff, I'm guessing holds 70 some thousand people. I, I don't know, all right? But I've met 110,000 people. They told me that they were there for that game and the kick return over the years. And um, the passion that has been handed down generationally is unbelievable. Because when you're a young kid, you root for who your dad or mom root for. You don't know. And so the amount of stories post-09 season, you know, where a grandparent wasn't alive to, to see a Super Bowl, but, but they were, um, all of that just makes what we do, like, man, fulfilling, pretty special. We're teachers, but that's unique. And I don't know that any player back then when we signed on or any coach, myself included, knew quite actually what we were getting into. And that's the truth. So thank you, um, City of New Orleans, uh, our fans, um, Bengals, and I'm rooting kind of for Cincinnati a little bit in the postseason, but the who day thing that came after. I don't know if many of you remember the movie Jerry Maguire. There's a scene in that movie where Tom Cruise is in an office building. He shouts out, who's coming with me? And he grabs a goldfish and Renee Zellwinger says, I'll come. And they began a journey. And, and in 2006, 16 years ago, it kind of felt that way at that time. Um, there's a special spot in my heart for the coaches, the staff, the players, everyone who came when 90% of the cars were leaving. I can remember the trip in on I-10 and there was no traffic heading south, but all of it was going north. Um, coaches like Pete Carmichael, Joe Vitt. Joe Vitt, had, he was the only coach that I hired that year that had a number of other options and he chose to come. Everyone else, every one of us that came were all promoted and just paid better. Um, Curtis Johnson, Greg McMahon, Gary Gibbs, I, and I can't, I'm not gonna be able to hit on every one of them, but those of you that, that coached in 06, um, I can't tell you how thankful I am because like we, we actually had a rule, we, we came up with a rule after our first month that no one could say the K word, no one could say Katrina, because there were a lot of reasons for why we weren't gonna be successful and, and we tried to look past those. Um, so to those coaches, I appreciate it. Here's what'll help you be successful, Deuce. 
You draft Reggie Burst in the first round, he plays 10 years. You draft Roman Harper in the second round, you acquire Jeff Fain, he starts at center. Roman plays 12 or 14 years. You draft Jari Evans in the fourth round, he's gonna end up in the Hall of Fame uh, someday. And you also acquire Hollis Thomas, a nose tackle who I was with in Philadelphia. Um, you draft Rob Ninkovich, I'm back to young and dumb here. I'm back to young and dumb. And, and I don't have a vision, and so we let him out of the building. He comes back in the building, and I tell him he's going to be a long snapper, and then he goes and wins two Super Bowls for New England. We make mistakes, and, but he ended up being a fantastic player. And in the seventh round, you draft a lineman out of Northwestern by the name of Zach Streif. He plays 12, 14 years. He does play-by-play -play just because he wants to, and then he becomes an assistant coach here. And you draft Marcus Colston with a compensatory seven. So when we talk about the quick window we all have to get started, earn credibility, get your program off the ground, it has to include the procurement of good players. It has to. And we didn't know it then, but those were the pillars, along with any free agent that came. Pierre Thomas is going to come a year later. Um, but those were the pillars of young players that we built on. Now, mind you, we also signed in free agency Scott Vegeta. He came with, we knew each other. Mark Simino, we acquired a week before the season. Scott Shanley, Drew Brees. That's a pretty good group of free agents. We took a chance on Drew at that time because, quite honestly, we weren't going to win any jump balls, and, and that's the truth. Like, in other words, we had to be a little overly aggressive to win that, the game, if you will. The status quo or just – and so, man, it was the best chance we took. And so I, I thank Drew and his wife, Brittany, and their family. Uh, I spoke to him at length last night about this decision for the first time. And, and he was fantastic. And I did call him during the season. And we discussed him coming back. And I think both of us agreed, based on our lineup versus Miami, it was a good thing he stayed and, uh, and didn't come. I also want to thank the players that were here, that were ready to win, and wanted to join in. Bill taught me that remove the blinders when you're evaluating these guys and, and understand there's going to be good football players. Deuce, we talked about it just a minute ago. John Stinchcomb, I'm not going to hit everyone. The late Will Smith, Steve Gleason, Charles Grant, Brian Young, Freddie Mack. There were a number of players on that roster that were thriving for this culture change. And... There, therein lied a little bit training camp at Millsaps, and, and that was difficult. And yet, so there's elements that went into that 06 team that, um, that were extremely important. And back to those coaches, myself as the head coach, I, I kind of feel like we're in this business of serving. We're teachers at heart. 
and we're grateful to be in this position. Quite honestly, I know for me it was play until they tell you you can't play anymore, and then it's like, well, all right, I don't want to leave though. All right, then you have to coach. And I've always felt I've always felt grateful to be to be able to teach and be part of the locker room, even though I wasn't playing. And our roles as teachers are those of service. And so I appreciate that group of coaches and that team. And I still say to this day in 06, we've had a lot of teams, probably teams that are better than the 06 team, but none tougher than that 06 team. None tougher than that 06 team. And that leads me back to that whole city rebirth and fan base and people. That's when I grew to know like, holy cow, this is bigger. This is bigger than, this is bigger than anything. You know, this is more than just football. This is more than just football. I didn't know how to eat a crawfish at that time. I was kind of on the beignets, the king cakes with cream cheese, you know, a number of things, you know, but everyone wanted to know, hey, how do you like it here? And honestly, in your first year, you're, when you're not from here, you're figuring it out. Um, here are the players, here are the players that have won a Pro Bowl or been selected All-Pro in these 16 years. Teron Armstead. I want you to know this about him. If there's one thing, he is a tremendous leader and a tremendous player. Drew Brees, Jamal Brown, Jermon Bushrod, who's working with us now. Tight end Jared Cook, Demario Davis. Tremendous leader. Jari Evans, Jonathan Goodwin, Jimmy Graham, JT Gray, Ben Grubbs, Roman Harper, Deontay Harris, Mark Ingram, Malcolm Jenkins, Cam Jordan, Alvin Kamara, Mike Carney, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore Will Lutz, Thomas Morstead, Carl Nix, Andrus Pete, Ryan Ramchek, Jeremy Shockey, the late Will Smith, John Stinchcomb, Michael Thomas, Jonathan Vilma, Max Unger, Larry Warford. So here's a problem. When you get married in the off season, you can't invite your team. When you get married somewhere in a different destination, you got to invite maybe your captains of your Super Bowl team or. But for every one of those players that didn't get an invite, I would have. That would have been awesome. And those that did. Um, they spent enough to make up for the rest of you. <laughs> but I'm proud of I'm proud to have had the opportunity to work with so many great players. I'm thankful. I mentioned 
the 06 draft class to get to the 17 draft class. You ready? Because we need another shot in the arm here. Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson, who's still playing, and we wish him well. It's a people business, and the thing that I'm most proud of is collectively in scouting Jeff and your group and everyone involved in the procurement process, we've consistently found the right people that fit what we're trying to build. I'm not able to mention every player's name, um, but I am able to thank every player today. I can't hit on every coach. My current staff, I, I, I just in a staff meeting told them uh, our, our record was nine and eight, and we didn't get in the playoffs. We're rooting against the Rams right now because of that. But I'm proud of the job they did this year. It was extraordinary. So for every coach who's been here, every scout, every staff member, the people that take care of the facilities, the equipment guys, security, the last word I wrote down is the building. You know, and I've heard that, that saying, it takes a village. And honestly, it takes a building to be successful, not in one year, but it takes a building to be successful year after year. And, and for me to have a chance to be a, a part of that building and in a position to to coach so many of these great players and be around so many of these great people. Jay Romick, I can't hit on everyone, but man, the tireless amount of time and energy people spend, especially in the last two years, I thank them. I thank them. All right. That's a lot. Um, we're gonna have questions here in a minute. I don't know what's next, and it kind of feels good. The last thing I did before I went to bed, I Google search how not to cry during a speech, and one of the items was drink water and yawn. Well, I didn't want to yawn, but it worked a little bit. Um, So with that, I'll open the floor to questions. You're listening to uh, an emotional Sean Payton talking about his uh, retirement on WWL. Um, the question was, why now? Every year you go to training camp, and the one unique thing about our job is it's entirely different than your summer. And I don't know if, if it was a year earlier, maybe, depending on when Drew retired. It, look, he and I never discussed when his last game would be or when I'd be finished. I just felt like this season, wasn't, it was challenging for everyone. But man, I felt like it was time. I felt like it was time 
you know, I kind of knew maybe heading into training camp this might, but you don't, you don't share that with anyone. You think, well, let's see how the season goes and we're working hard and, and I felt the time was right for me. I felt the time was right. And it's something that I, I've been thinking about. You know, I, I think that, look, you have close friends in the industry. I've lost a few close friends in this industry in the last two or three years. Um, and also, you know, they're, they're, forget football. There's other things, spending more time. There's a lot of sacrifices you make. And so not many get to choose their terms. And I looked at it as an opportunity also to, to see my kids more, to travel some more, to, to get in better shape to, there's an attrition, two in the morning, and, and I know I hear people say, well, you don't have, yeah, I get it, but I need to, that, that's the way it works for me, and I think the attention to details are so important that it can be exhausting, and so I felt, as this season was winding down, um, th that it was the right thing, and then the last week and a half, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. And now, here's the thing. Our division. So we had won four divisions in a row and competed our tail off. Tampa Bay this year won the division, and congratulations. And yet, man, we battled against them. Atlanta and Carolina, they're working to get things going. And so I like the roster. Yeah, there's some challenges, but man, we played good defense this year. Man, our kicking game, Riz and Phil, were outstanding. Consistently in, in the top five. And you, know, you see a lot of exciting football, but you also see a lot of bad football, and it's hard for the fan to see it. And and there's a, there's, a, there's a young group of offensive players. But it wasn't about that. Um, it wasn't about that. It, it was a personal decision of feeling like, you know, it's time. So it's sometimes hard to, but not with any Regret, there's some excitement, like, all right, what next? I, I, and I honestly don't know what's next. Next question. No. Look, you feel that way going to training camp every year. Um, no, it, it, it's, been the last, it's been the last season. Um, no, it's been the last season. Now, there's, the hard thing about this game, and you guys know this, the Shoot, the losses are always challenging, you know, the work week, Monday, and there's a little bit of grit that defines players and coaches, and when you get the right group, you respond, you know. We've had some challenging losses. We've had some great wins, and I've always loved how we've responded. I, I think, it, uh, I, man, I love when I hear people say, man, your guys play hard. They're tough, and those are important traits that hopefully, you know, we're part of developing but it still gets back to the players and the people. But no, I would say it's been more this season. It's too early for that yet. I just, I, 
I know this. Um, the question is, how do I want to be remembered? And someone who had passion and someone that, that cared a lot, you know, um, winning winning's important in that. You know, it's important in that. Um, I thought about my mom, if, if she were alive today. Two things, I, I wore this shirt because she always said, you have to wear this color, it matches your eyes. She'd be in her 90s today. She, 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 her and my dad are both passed away. But she, you know, they talk all the time about like leaving a place maybe better than when, it, when you got there to begin with. And I think we've done that. And it's not finished. I, we've got all these coaches that are sitting here with contracts and Mickey and, and the leadership in place to to continue that, but um, but yeah, we're not we're not writing an obituary today. It's it's a step. It's just another direction. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. No, I, I, Mike, that's hard to do any of that, right? I, I think in fairness to, look, in fairness to Dennis, who's a great candidate in the building, or any other coach that, that possibly um, would be hired, I, I think that uh, there's no half in in this game. You know, you're, you're jumping in the deep end and you're swimming. And if you, if you elect to to stay out, then that's fine. But I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that that's the approach that I think has to be taken. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and, and look, they're going to be, I, I can't, control, look, I can't, I felt like 10 years went by and we talked about the other team. <laughs> for a lot, and I get it, I understand it. But um, 
no, that my plans are not to be coaching in 2022. And that's just how I feel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be your head coach for 16 years. Um, I appreciate each and every one of them. And so thank you for sticking with us in the good, good times and in the tough times. They've been outstanding. And so it's it's really that feeling of, of being grateful for having a chance to have been a part of their this this organization and coach for them. Thank you. No, I look when I talk to Skyline or when I talk to my children. This isn't something you can talk with eight people about today. It, 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 even my siblings found out, you know. So no, it, 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 was, it was really back to trust your gut. And And, 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 and go with your gut. In other words, when does it end? Does it end when, when you get fired? I said at the beginning, I think it's easier to be fired, as difficult as that is. You thank everybody and they say, well, we wish him well, he made it. But when you choose to leave, um, I referenced, you know, whether it's been Tony Dungy or whether it's been Bill Cower or whether it's been you know, who, who are the more recent examples just in how to approach this? But yeah, it, it was a decision ultimately that, that sat with me and, and I'm comfortable with it. Sean, what are you most proud of and what's your biggest regret? All right, my biggest regret first, besides the Ninkovich debacle, would be the double reverse against Tampa Bay. We ran a double reverse against Tampa Bay in the four minute and lost the game. Then <laughs> Mickey brought me a study on Ambien and it's cr and erratic behavior and mood swings with people. <laughs> I've got a lot of regrets. You know, I mentioned one of them. I wish, I wish I've done, I would have done a better job early on in my career with the media and, and, uh, and I, hopefully I, I corrected that. Um, but yeah, there, there are always going to be personnel regrets, decisions, but, um, yeah, the double reverse, the Ninkovich, <laughs> um, decision that there's a lot. There are, um, it's easy to say you're most proud of, of a Super Bowl team, but I'm most proud of the culture and, and the, um, the winning seasons. 
Our first year here was 06. 07, we played in the Hall of Fame game in Canton. We played the Steelers. I believe it was their 50th. There was an anniversary for Pittsburgh. And so every once in a while as a coach, you get into one of these games you're not really sure about. And we had a player that we had just signed. I, I can't tell you his name, but he was on Pittsburgh's roster. And it was during training camp. So we're, we're talking about a 90-man roster. It was a wide receiver. We go to Canton. We're playing the Steelers. And come to find out, he was cut because the Steelers had found out he had stolen some stuff from the locker room and from some, some good players there. And so during pregame warm-up for a preseason game, like I noticed the level of intensity is a little bit unusual for a pregame. And anyway, we played that game and, and got waxed. And we did a tour of the museum, the Hall of Fame. And aside from the Katrina exhibit, there, there wasn't a rep, there wasn't a Hall of Fame player. Ricky was going to go in, I think, a year or two later. And so I talked to the players a little bit about culture. And now many of them weren't aware of the Steelers story, you know, with Chuck Knoll and the years there that they were close and close. And then finally, you know, they get over the hump. And man, that, that time frame is, is shorter now for, for young coaches for new coaches. And, but if you can, that you can build something that, um, that will stay for a while. And so I would say, Larry, it would be the, how we're viewed today by anyone who's 21, 22 or younger is pretty cool. Pretty good. What are you going to miss most about What will I miss most? I'll miss the people. There's a feeling when something happens in a game and you watch one of your players do something and grow that any teacher, I think, would tell you is awfully rewarding. Regardless of whether he's a starter, a backup, or a practice squad player, but to see them improve or get better and do something extraordinary, man, like that can fill you. So the relationships and then, you know, the teaching part of it. Uh, impossible, right? I mean, impossible to predict. The question was, you know, how would I have envisioned the ending? <laughs> um, honestly, you don't even think about the ending. Like, you don't have time to think about, uh, what if... You don't have time to think about, so for the last, call it maybe week, I've thought about not the ending, but the presentation of the ending, like this. But I don't think when you're young and going fast and, and, and trying to build something, you're ever considering 
what it's going to be like. There's a, there's a motivation, a strong motivation, when you discuss like fear of failure. That that that's a, a, I think a, a very real um, driving force. I honestly had no listen, no idea about 15 years. You, you're just focused on just going and winning and winning and getting more players and people that can help you win. And it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like 15 seasons, honestly. It seems probably more like 11. And it's never, you know, I always say this when I see the children of our coaches, you know, when I see Dennis Allen's children or Pete Carmichael's children or CJ's children or you, Dan Dalrymple, that's what ages you because you remember, you know, their ages when you first started. But you see those other people like the same way. You, you don't see the age, really, because you're around them so much. Listen, honestly, it wasn't excruciating because we were winning. It was exciting. I was just, I was just like you. Now, not you covering the game, but I was just like you, the fan. And you don't know how that game, you're playing a team that just won the Super Bowl. And you don't move your cup because it's in the right spot. You know, you don't, all those things took place. And so that was one of that was one of um, that was a really good moment. It was a moment that I was so proud for our players and our coaches and everyone that was a part of that win. Um, that that was uh, that, that was unique, obviously, but but it was more just like a fan. You know, there's not like there's you know there's communication early in the week relative to some early parts of the game plan. But man, those guys on our staff did a great job. Everyone, everyone jumped in and 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 really picked up. You know, the roles maybe were different a little bit, and uh, you know Ryan Nielsen almost got a bench foul <laughs> for for uh, getting into a shouting match with Brady. But you you when you watch that game. You saw passion. And so, you know, like I told our team, they won the division. They didn't beat us, so. Coach Chuck, you kind of brought up how you know, the way you know how to do it is late in the night, early in the morning, that sort of thing. Did, did that become harder as your career progressed? And, and have you, like, you know, looked at any of your mentors and people like Gruden and Parcells or like, like that? Like, yeah. The question relative to hours and workload they were all different the guys I worked with Bill or John or any of these coaches um, we, we kind of had a formula here um, yeah it varied depending on the game some weeks were weren't as long um, part of it's me just wanting to go through it one more time um, yeah you, as a coach though you would always be interested in the off season 
when you're at the combine or the senior bowl talking with your peers, other coaches, like, hey, what's your schedule like with, because we've been in, the last five years have been, man, ever changing relative to the off season program, that's changed. And then look with COVID, it's even changed more, right? So trying to, um, trying to always figure out the best schedule is something that you talk about to your staff. You, you know, you talk about it like, hey, do we, you know, you guys think we should be in pads today? Do we, we should be, you know, that's something that you're always looking at. The season didn't weigh on me. Mickey knows this. I'll be honest with you, and I, and I want this to sound the right way. <laughs> so we've evacuated a couple times, right? We went to Indianapolis. And then I'd say we've had three warnings. And in all three events, I want to go. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, ah, oh, this is the perfect chance. You know, I'm not talking about a crisis. But, you, you know, you take a team and their family members and an organization to another city, there's a lot of work and money involved in that. This gets back to Mrs. B and Dennis. Will it help us? Yes. Here's why. And then someday a story on why we chose Jacksonville. And I think Jeff got a few, got a lot of it right. Those challenges are exciting. Because I've heard, look, and I'm not offended, but I've heard a lot of people say, man, he looked exhausted. And that was probably more he looked out of shape <laughs> than exhausted. I, I'm, not, I'm not offended. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but that, get, well, that gets back to Doug Miller's Zoom camera angle, honestly. And we miss Greg Benzel being here today. He's getting his gallbladder done. So I told Doug, Doug, I want a little elevation. I don't want any cameras that are just like, staring at my neck from two feet away. Um, the season wasn't exhausting. It was exciting. And us moving for four weeks was perfect. Obviously not for our city, but I'm just saying relative to building a team where training camps in the last couple of years are just different for, for, for obviously good reasons. And so here, you know, here came this opportunity to develop a team culture and prepare for another season. And so, um, but this, top, this question you're asking, this topic, like, I, there's been so many more times where Mickey's like, ah, and I'm like, no, let's do it. Let's definitely do this. And Mickey's like, it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> I'm like, that's all right. We can, we can go somewhere. <laughs> or we can do something that, that heightens the level of awareness. I understand that. Well, think about it, Mike. When does the question get asked? No one asked the fired coach if he was burnt out, right? 
You ask them, hey, how was your time here? How, you know, what are you going to do next, what have you? And so we'll figure it out. Yeah, there, there's an element of, I don't know, burnout seems kind of, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's like the next challenge too sometimes. Like what's next? What was the end of the question? Yeah, I don't think there was one moment. No, I, there wasn't a moment where it's like, ah, holy cow. I mean, look, no one had fun the week we played Miami. No, that was what it was. Um, and I understand it. But no, there, wa there, wasn't, there wasn't that moment where you came back in and said, all right. There were moments that you felt like, man, I, I, I don't want to be grumpy about something, soured on something, but you know, I'm pretty upbeat and I would say raised by my mom in a way, and I say this, both my parents, but my mom was very optimistic and I think those traits, I, I, I feel like I'm that way. And So there's times where, you know, you get heated in the game and, you know, whether it's a player, coach or anyone, you might have just, but I don't really think about it the next day. So there, there, were, there was not that, ah, this is it. I can't point to one. Well, I've only had a chance to talk with a few of them. It's kind of hard. Once again, it gets back to how do you do this? You have a team meeting? And, and read about it all, or do you have? And so I'll have a chance over the next couple of weeks to, to visit with a number of players. I saw Mike Thomas earlier. I saw Demario. I just missed Cam. You know, but one by one, I'll have a chance to visit with with these guys. It, it's difficult when everyone leaves after the season. No, no, I, look, Mickey and I have barely, I mean, we've shared time just discussing this and with Miss Gale and Dennis, um, that'll all take place at the right time. Um, I, listen, I will always have a place and a part of me here and I'm, I'm waiting to move into another residence and but those decisions will come with, hopefully, hopefully, I, I just had a meeting with the staff and reflected on a number of things, and, and hopefully you make an impression like others before me made an impression with me that I don't even know it, but maybe that I'm passing on to, to future head coaches, future coordinators, future GMs. Because I want every one of them to realize those dreams. Like I root for, you know, Doug Marone when when he, he's being a head coach and now at Alabama and Curtis at Tulane and people that were part of this process here, regardless of where they're at, you root for them. I do, and because you want to see them have success.
and it's important to our program. And no different than our players. I think it's the hardest thing for a player sometimes when, when they end up on a different roster, man, we're pulling for you. Like, I'm pulling for Vaughn Bell and Trey. Eli a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. I look at the short term is nothing, but I'll have to go to the Super Bowl for some, you know, a marketing commitment with Zebra, and that's great. They do a great job, and I enjoy working, you know, with with their technology and, and meeting with some people. Um, I I'd like to try TV. And I've had some opportunities, and yet I really don't. Um, I talked to Drew a little bit about it last night. I don't. Uh, I don't know that part of it that well. Um, but that'd be something that would interest me. And so, I think the hardest part is sitting in your chair saying, "Wait a minute! You haven't talked with a network yet. You haven't talked with, like, not a word." Um, so, hopefully that opportunity comes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the unknown. I mean, all of us, we all, we all get comfortable with certain things, right? We get comfortable in certain shoes. You know, you don't know it until your better half tells you, you're going to wear that again and you realize that it's on like a four-day rotation instead of, you know, a 12-day rotation. We get comfortable in our jobs. We get comfortable in our relationships. We get comfortable. And every once in a while, and I, and I, I think this probably plays a big part of it, it's you don't want to have a regret relative to another challenge or another. And so... Retirement, I don't think, is the right word today. Um, I went through that like year of trying to play after college, and you know, friends are are getting married, and other friends have health insurance, normal stuff. They're out of college, and and you know, bouncing around from the Arena League to the CFL as a backup over in London. And, you know, your parents are like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, and so I got hired. Steve Devine at San Diego State was in charge of graduate assistants. They had four then. I got hired over the phone. I flew from London to Chicago, Naperville, where I'm from. Um, I had a Cavalier, it was an older car. I drove from Chicago to San Diego. I broke down in Denver, didn't have enough money to have my car fixed. So we didn't fix it, you know, the guy helped me out. Um, and there would have been a trip where you're like, man, what are you doing? Like, this is what you're doing. 
and you have to. Like, that's pretty powerful. Like, you have to. You have to, you have to be successful. Like, whatever it is, you got to figure it out quick. And generally speaking, you know, it's work hard, make a good impression. And so I'm sure, John, there's been other moments. Um, man, there's been setback. Just talking with Dan Rochar, University of Illinois, we get fired as a staff. And where are we going? Um, I think if you, if you look at the path of a lot of coaches, there's that same adversity. Maybe that, that also appears with players' paths. You know, an injury or a setback or, and this one's a little unique in that it's, it's like uh, you're choosing to go outside in the cold and do this. You're choosing to, so, but that's okay. What was 18? Oh, yeah, no, that was a hard, that was a hard way to end the season. Um, no, but that was, no, I think we felt like in all of these years, they, they run together, you know, look, we've won more games in the last five years than any team in the NFL except the Chiefs. And I'm proud of that. And unless your name is Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, all of us are running after the next one and the next one. And Andy is wanting to get this next one. And Sean is wanting to get his first one. Kyle's wanting to get his first one. And it's, it's challenging and difficult and chasing it, because here's the thing, and I think the hardest thing about the 18 season is your game away. You get more excited for the players and the coaches on your team that have never been, they don't understand, and I recall saying this a number of times, I don't know what you think it's like to be in a Super Bowl and win it. So picture that question posed to a player, or for that matter, any, matter, anyone in here as part of the organization, and then I want you to times it by 100,000. That's how good it is. And it's like, really? 200,000. And even when you look back on those moments where in 09 when the season ended, you, like you're not ready to stop playing. Like you're like, ah, oh, I don't want this to stop. And so the frustration later in your career is, you know, you've watched something or done something and you can't wait to show your friend, like, what do you see this movie? And you really want to watch it again, almost more than they want to watch it for the first time or experience, like, where do you try this dish? And you're like, I don't want to try that. You're like, no, I'll eat it with you. <laughs> that is, is the Super Bowl. And so that's one of the things 
that you look forward to doing is watching others' reactions. Like when you see pregame warm-up, you're not going to feel your feet. And you're like, what? Um, yeah, that's those are the things you you. I mean, Mike Westoff, who's been in the league for however many years, this is going to be his first chance. That's that's what you what you want for the players, the coaches, and everyone new in the building that that wasn't around for that. It's it, it's the journey part of it is the most amazing part. So I haven't seen the schedule yet, so I don't know if it's week one at home or on the road. Um, no, I, I think that'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be different. It was different. Look, it was different in 2012 for sure. It was different for one game this year against Tampa, but that ended up being pretty good. And I think it'll be different. It'll be, um, yeah. I don't know that that impacted today, Mike. It's a great question. You know, would this day be more difficult to step away had you not won a Super Bowl yet? But the, the problem is, like, one's not enough. It's not enough. And championship games and, you know, I called Mike Tomlin during the season. Mike Tomlin in week five became the fourth fastest coach to win his 150th game in the history of the NFL. Like, and I knew like he was three weeks ahead of me and it was bugging me. And he did it after 232 games and like four weeks later, we do it. And I call them and I said, look, I got to the gas station and they told me you were already here. And it drove me crazy. So there are all these things that are competitively in you that you want to excel at. And that's why I get back to, and I say this with, with all due respect, and I mean that, when we got here, Who's doing this better than anyone? And if you weren't studying New England, then you weren't paying attention. So anytime Bill would say or ask, would you like to practice? Yes. And then when you were practicing, you were kind of like, can we come in? Like, what do you mean? Can I, can I look at your locker room? Can we look at your weight room? Can we, we want to learn. And I always, I find it, look, I understand it's their job, but the whole discussion of was it the chicken or the egg, Bill or Tom, Tom or Bill, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, all right, the Hall of Fame is pretty special, and it's got a, like a tremendous legacy of players and coaches and people that have been involved in the game. And so now picture this for a second, Jeff. you got to pick a starting lineup out of the hall and a head coach. And once their legacy is finalized, 
the head coach is Bill and the quarterback is Brady. And we can argue about every other position. I have opinions on who the receivers are. I have opinions on who the tackles are, who the defensive backs are. I don't, there's no argument relative to, might be a backup cue, might be the assistant head coach that'll help with defense. And, but that, that was the team and that was, that was the crash course. How are they, and you know what? Culture, smart players, selflessness, team, all those things. And obviously a fantastic surrounding cast and a great quarterback like we were able to acquire here with Drew. I listen, I'm telling you, I, I <laughs> if so, like someone said, hey, this is where you're going to be at after 48 minutes, I'd be like, I'll take it. Because um, I worry about stumbling when I talk with Mickey or about Mickey. I worried about stumbling when I talk about Drew Brees. Stumbling meaning having to drink this water. And I'm just bringing up two examples, but like what personally those two people have meant to my career, it's, um, you can't put a price on it. So I don't know that I feel comfortable, but I began to feel more comfortable, I think after I Gave Mrs. Benson the Ted Lasso biscuit. Hard. You know how you have something you have to do, and it's like you're just you're not procrastinating it because, quite honestly, it's a little embarrassing in that we're right in the middle of the playoffs, and you don't want to be like you, you. We just had a great weekend of football, like unbelievable, and we're getting ready to have another great weekend with the championship games. And so you don't want to be a, a distraction to that, honestly. And, and so it's kind of like that you want it to hurry up and you want to do it. Um, yeah, you want to do it. And, and, and then it's like, all right, how do I, how do you do a, a good job of it? And how do you thank everybody? Like, who am I missing today? I'm sure I'm missing someone and I apologize. But as a player here, as a coach here, as someone that was a part of our organization, like, it's the building. That's what I'm most proud of. And that's what I'm grateful for. Well, that went back to the irrational behavior with Ambien. <laughs> I, I slept okay. Well, here's what happens sometimes, Catherine. The, the game ends. Like, all right, Connor and Megan, Connor was maybe nine when we won a Super Bowl. Megan, 13. I'm, I'm just guessing ages, right? 
But I have pictures of them on the podium, you know, Connor blowing a bubble and Megan with a broken forearm from cheerleading. And man, life is good to be the child of a coach who's just won the Super Bowl. And then there are these other games where it's been a tough loss. They see you afterwards. They're, they're not tearful, but they're emotional. And they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm all right. Like, it's what I do, but it's not who I am. And now they're at an age where they understand that, you know. Um, my daughter, after seeing this over, you know, the period of her young life, decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover coaches, <laughs> and 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 be a reporter on coaches. And my son, who wants to become in the front office someday, scout and be a GM someday, said, ah, "I'd rather hire and fire the coaches. <laughs> That's what I'd rather do." And and he's awfully smart. And so. Um, Yeah. Sean, what's your advice for the next head coach, particularly the next pick of this broken Buckley coach? I think there's two or three cities. So um Larry asked a question like all right, head coaching advice. You have to be yourself. The best advice I ever got, and it was in a book, my head coach in high school, this gets back to being touched by the right people and you don't even know what's happening. But you know, as a parent, the greatest gift you can ever receive is when someone, uh, teacher, music teacher, professor, anyone of influence, loves your child for a short period of time, every bit as you love them. That's like, that's pretty powerful. Like when, when someone makes an impact with your child, that they, that's, and my high school coach did, and it, it wasn't always perfect, but he had in the cover of his book, just be fair, it's much easier to be fair than trying to appear to be fair. You know how much trouble like you get into when you're trying to appear something then and so that that was pretty that was pretty good um relative to the fan base just sink it in and take it in and and um It's a great football fan base. There, there might be two or three others in the world like it, similar to it. And man, how fortunate, like for me at a young age to, to happen on a head coaching position with it. 05 season, 06, like right after, and look, some things like we got off to a decent start in 06, tough game at Cleveland. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I can remember the song playing on the field pregame, and it was a country song about Sundays or something. I can remember Green Bay is when the first time I thought Drew's arm's going to be okay, and I kept yelling at Pete before then, like, is this it? And Drew knows this story. He's like, 
because I didn't have, Pete had the reference as to what it was when it was fully recovered. But he made a pass to Colston on a pylon for a touchdown. We came back, we were down 13, we won that game. Atlanta week three, and then all of a sudden, like anything else, you guys have heard me say this, confidence like can develop, but it's from demonstrated behavior. And, and that's what you're watching right now when you watch San Francisco play. Like it, it's evolving and they're the team that Tampa was a year ago. And that's powerful in sport. Yeah, um, I think that's an easy question. I think anytime you're discussing relationships, it's it's the willingness that both party both parties have in making sure it's strong. And I think relative to Drew being the quarterback for that long, or Mickey and I, or Pete, or any coach. It, it's the common goal of like, number one, we like each other, but also we, we each wanna, we're each pushing for the same success. And so those like-minded goals are, are positive. And I think they help that. Mickey, Gail, and Dennis. That's it. I mean, because I didn't talk with anyone. Like, you know, Mickey, then down the hall to Gail, <laughs> and then down the hall to Dennis in that order. And then Dennis again and Mickey and Gail. <laughs> no, I, 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 look, I, I spent a week confirming what I believed, and that was smart. But I wouldn't say, man, we finished the Atlanta game, beating Atlanta, and, and, and in the locker room watching the end of that game in overtime, that it was like, well, this is it. Like, I, I wasn't saving programs or it, yeah, it, I think it was something a little bit more, I thought it could be it. This this might be it, and and if this is it, and you beat Atlanta one more time, that's pretty cool. Oh, um, I don't know that you have to organize your thoughts. Arriving at the decision is is is, is more or more than just. Give, give thought to, all right, why? Like, in other words, how do you, how do you see this next year unfolding? Um, there's like a lot of things. You, you put a list together, things that you want to do, like simple things, and then a list of more complex things, and then a list of like what you'd like to do. And you weigh it against, I mean, and, and this is important, I think, because there have been mixed, I've got three more years under contract here. So I've just completed year two of a five-year deal, and 
and it certainly wasn't about compensation, money, or any of that. Uh, you know, because of that, I'm able to make a decision. You know, where there's uncertainty, and yet, you know, it's a decision you couldn't make when you were younger because you had to work. Um, that's all. How much, well, we, I think, when you win, this is always funny, I always like argue with the marketing people. I think you gotta win, but you can market, and marketing's extremely important. But man, um, the view never changes when you're on top, and in that, that part, the importance of having success, and that's how we're measured in a highly competitive field, that's it's extremely important. And, you know, you work three years for a Hall of Fame coach like Parcells, man, you learn so much, you know, you learn so much and prior to that, you work for the New York Giant organization, go to a Super Bowl, playoffs, you learn a lot. Um, the Mara family, Tish family, all those people that were instrumental in my early growth. Um, Philadelphia, the Lurie family, and my first job, you know, getting hired by Gruden and Ray Rhodes and those guys. And here's the staff, you ready? 97, 98. John Harbaugh, myself, David Shaw, Gruden, Juan Castillo, line coach, Vitt, coach forever, Emmett Thomas, Hall of Fame player, great coach, Mike Turgovac. Um, I'm going to keep going. Bill Callahan, former head coach. Like, there were all of us just working. And, and to later then see the success that, and to be just a small, like when I say, man, get coffee, cut up tape, but be able to be a part of stuff like that, it's not till later that you were like, man, I was fortunate. I was fortunate. Anything that in regards to? Yeah, all right, what do you miss? The Thanksgivings are always good. Those are, we play on Thanksgiving, it's not difficult. Christmas is hard. And I don't, I don't know, outside of that, I thought Jazz Fest was like late summer. Oh, so yeah, Jazz Fest is not impossible. We haven't had it in a while, right? Um, the biggest thing is is the stuff you miss with your your children, and you know, 
they're older now, but they open up a gift and I'm like, do you like it? And you're like, yeah, but I know mom bought it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Some of those things are hard, but, um, but I think that's the case with any job. There's, there's certain pros and certain cons, you know, and, and so whether it's a night job, whether it's a day job, whether it's weekends, um, you're, whether you're in the military, um, yeah. But I'm sure there'll be things. I haven't gone to a tailgate ever. And I go buy one like every day on the way to the Superdome with the way I come in under the duct. I see him and I'm like, they're having more fun than me right now. I'd make a left and a right and go through the stadium parking, head in. And then it's always tough getting out, you know, leaving. But those people are, aren't worried about third down. Jenny's it will still be possible. I promise the tradition. Um, what's the best way to say it? For the near and coming future. <laughs> So we do a thing here, I say we, we, Jenny's ice cream's been great. And you know, you, you know how Christmas gifts after a while, the turkeys, the hams, whatever it is. But I think that's one like little tradition. I was late this year, I'm sorry. Um, and I guarantee you, I didn't probably hit everyone. I always like, you know, make sure Greg, Doug, we check this list, is there anyone we're missing? And, but for the, the challenge this year, scheduling wise was, was unique. Anyway, uh, so that'll that'll be uh, ongoing. Yeah. So, how how are things changed facility wise? This this indoor was a great facility for us. Um, we've changed how it looks. You know, we're fortunate right down the road to have crystal clear imaging, and you can pretty much take a picture and within you know, two days, blow it up and have it here. The banners, um, those have changed. There's a lot more of them. Um, weight rooms completely different. Meeting rooms, um, the interior design. When I was suspended, um, there, was a, there was a remodel of the building and Mrs. B was real smart to take advantage of that. And so I had like an old deer head and I never hunted before and an alligator, I had all these things that sat in the office of like a, a stereotypical coach that you remember on TV. And when I came back and there was like an oriental carpet that's still in there, pictures were like to the T and I appreciate that. And so, so much has changed and every year it's changing. We always feel like or felt like we wanted the players to come to, um, uh, a look that was necessary, but also different. You know, a new training room, which is, was remarkable, a big deal. Um, the locker room, um, cafeteria here in the future, um, the meeting rooms that are getting redone now, it's, it's, it's always um, improving, moving forward, not necessarily for recruiting, but really more so for functionality and, uh, and, and being, you know, do we need it? All right, and then what is it we need, and then let's do it. And back to Dennis, Mrs. B, Mickey, and everyone that's a part of that. Um, and it's important that it starts with, do we need it? How's it gonna benefit us? Good.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 